Well, something I'm learning to agree with more and more these days, we're not getting any younger. If God should allow, the retirement years are coming. Bruce Brinesma has spent a career encouraging people to prepare for retirement through wise stewardship and consistent savings. But not only that, his encouragement is to not waste your golden years. Our guest is the author of The Retirement Reformation, Bruce, welcome to the Morning Conversation. Good to be with you and for the big audience that you have in the great state of Nebraska. You know, I'm excited about this conversation for a number of reasons. One is actually we learned about you from a new teammate that we have here at MyBridge who volunteers in his retirement. <laughs> so and he would uh, absolutely give glory to God and credit to your books for cultivating in his heart a desire to use his retirement for kingdom purposes. And so we are experiencing the fruit of your ministry, brother. So that's super exciting. The other reason is because I've always thought now I'm past this age now. I'm 59, but I remember when I was in when I was in my even 30s, I was like, I can't wait till I'm 50. I've always appreciated and believed in just the wisdom of the aged. So I'm like going, I can't wait till I get older. So I actually have something to share. And that's your heartbeat as well. So yeah, we're super excited to have you this morning. The subject that we're talking about is an important one. Uh, one that has a a, a large need, uh, both amongst the Christian community as well as others, and then also with the church. So we've got, God's got a lot of work uh, laid out for us to do in the next 20 years to reach the hearts and the minds of 48 million Christ followers. The majority, interesting, when you ask them, what are they going to do in retirement? Unfortunately, come up with some version of nothing. As I learned that that was true and experienced that, that was really disappointing. And God laid on my heart that we need to have a message for those 48 million people, that they have a new awareness of the opportunities that God has called them to in the 30 years that the world calls retirement. Bruce, so we are talking about retirement this morning or the concept of retirement. Now, we all have our kind of understanding of it. How would you articulate? articulate the way that typically people <laughs> define retirement and then contrast it with how would you define retirement? The, the way that our faith-based community has embraced the world's view of retirement impacts so many people and so many activities. So let me give you my version of the world's definition of retirement. So culture tells us that it's this. First of all, it's that it's one homogeneous period. It's all downhill mentally and physically. Mm-hmm. But jam as much leisure as you can into into those intervening years. We have embraced that as a culture. We have embraced that, unfortunately, as Christ followers and are following that kind of a model. And that relates directly to the comment that I made about the 48 million Christ followers who, when they enter into that ch- transition period between career and quote-unquote retirement, they come nothing. So let's just then translate that into you know what God has in mind. And as we, we always search the scripture for his truth, uh, we find a couple of things. First of all, that, that God has a call on our life and that that call on our life does not stop at 65 or 70 or 75 or Amen. 80. That call in our life continues. Matter of fact, we've kind of encapsulated that into a, a phrase that we are called to be faithful for a lifetime. When we look to see what does Jesus say to us about that lifetime, and we go to John fifteen sixteen, where where John reports that Jesus said, "You know, you did not choose me, but I chose you, and I prepared you to bear much fruit, fruit that will last." And so. When we, when we look at what is God's view of 
what we are to be and to become and to grow into and to do during the retirement years, it's to bear much fruit. And let me just give you a quick definition of that that may help your listeners. What is an easy way to grasp onto the idea that Jesus talks about so often in that book of John and places about bearing fruit? It's the impact that we have on others. So bearing fruit equals impact. Bruce, uh, you know, when we think about retirement so often, and there are plenty of people who are even in the business and in, in helpful ways of trying to, to help people prepare for quote unquote retirement. And uh, classically, it's pretty much talking about financially, right? So, but you bring an additional perspective about being prepared for retirement. We'd love to hear your heart on that. Well, a couple of things, just a little background, a little, little backstory, if you wish. I spent 35 years, I started a company called Envoy Financial, and, and for five years, we did retirement plans and do still do retirement plans for a couple thousand churches and Christian nonprofit organizations. And the focus was that preparation was, in fact, on the financial side. Matter of fact, God gave us a phrase that is helpful in that arena. Uh, it was to have a future-funded ministry plan mm. rather than retirement plan. Ah, I love that. love that. Good, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it really helps. I mean, it puts that thing in perspective. But then when we look at, at, at what preparation for retirement, finances are one, and I'll, I'll say that, you know, I, my experience now is becoming that that the finances are the least important unless you don't have any. But if you are prepared and you've been a good steward, then this all the other issues that surround this this topic of retirement and the 30 years and the three stages of retirement uh, become increasingly important. The 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 way that we sent, tend to as Christians and to to interpret retirement is that it's going to be a it's going to be like floating on a cloud. The tensions will be gone. Hmm. The problem here it will be just a wonderful time of of relationship and self um, self congratulations for having lived a life well spent and uh, and now we've got this time and and so we're going to float on a cloud. Unfortunately, nothing could be further from the truth. As a matter of fact, the retirement years and all the issues and the complexities of it make it the, one of the most complex times of life, particularly if we are not prepared emotionally, spiritually, uh, relationally for it. And and we can spend the next however much time you have delving in into the results of that perception and how, in fact, we need to have a reformation, a changing of the minds of those of us that are in that retirement years to be in line with that fruitfulness idea that Christ brings to us rather than the, the uh, you know, it's all about me uh, that the world would say. Bruce, do you have a story of maybe somebody that you have either you directly kind of invested in and shared these concepts with, or maybe they found your books and they and uh, had this epiphany of thought that uh, really sent them on a whole different trajectory? Well, a couple stories very quickly. One was I was at a conference recently and I got in the elevator to go up to my room and, and all of a sudden there was a, there was a lady running down the hallway. She stuck her elevator and she says, oh, you're Bruce Brinesman. And I said, well, last time I checked. <laughs> and heard you talk about future funded ministry 15 years ago. And I said, well, what happened? She said, I, I sat down with my husband and I said, that's the right way to think about this on the financial side. And so her advice, we're retiring next week. And I just wanted to thank you. I'm so glad I had that opportunity. A couple of years ago, a friend of mine came to me and he said, Bruce, I'm retiring. And my, my sense is that I need to find meaning in, in retirement. But frankly, I don't know what to do. So what advice do you have for me? So I, I asked him, I said, so what is it that, that you're kind of passionate about? Well, I think children, I think kids. 
I said, okay, well, why don't you, why don't you go talk to your youth pastor and see if you can be of help? So he went and he did, and he came back and he says, oh, that was great advice. He said, I'm having a wonderful time kind of mentoring and, and coming alongside the young people in the youth group. And he said, but one thing I found out that my heart really is grabbed by those that are disabled, various kinds of disabled, particularly physical disabilities. I said, wow, that's got to be really meaningful. He said, oh, it is. He said, I'm enjoying it so much. So as a matter of fact, but next week we're going on a, we're going on a mission trip to Africa and with a youth group and I'm going. He goes there and he finds out there's lots of kids and lots of disabled kids there that are not being helped. Long story short, he ends up now, he is the head of a hospital in Ethiopia mm-hmm. that is fully geared for helping disabled kids, particularly the ones with physical problems. Here's the point of the story. If when he came to me, he had I had told him that, you know, six, five years from now, you're going to be the head of a hospital in Ethiopia dealing with the disabled kids, he'd have run the other way. He'd have said, There's no way that that is ever possibly going to happen. So what we learn from that is that it's important that when, as God opens up doors for us during this time, we, we take a step into them and that we learn that it is a progressive revelation of what God's call in our life is. Now, for some people, they see the whole picture right away, but that's very few. For most of us, we need to be aware that, yes, there's a calling, there's meaning and purpose. We need to step into that and then be open to the additional doors that God opened for us as we then move through the next, what may be 30 years of retirement. So Bruce, you in your book, you encourage us to move from purpose to calling, which I thought was interesting. So how would you describe the difference between purpose and calling? And you know, why did you make that distinction? I make the distinction, let me approach it in a way, is that I think for, for most of us that during our career years, we, we measured success by our to-do list and the number of check marks we had against that to-do list. So it was efficiency and then some degree of effectiveness. If we, in fact, use that same measure as we age, we will lose (laughs) because we will not have as many to-do things and we will not be able to check off as many to-do. And this circles back to something we talked about a few minutes ago, that we need to find a, a different measure of success in calling. The calling is the preparation that God has made, the way I read my Bible, that started with his plan for us before the beginning of time. Then we're born with the DNA that that is designed from our from our parents and from that lineage. And secondly, all the experiences that we have and the reactions that we make and the way that our lives have been shaped. All of those and then our spiritual journey, all of those together have created a unique human being that God loves. And in that love that he has for us, he's given us unique capacity and the unique ability to be able to have to bear fruit and to have impact in these in these senior years. And so what I hear so often, matter of fact, it's interesting, we set up a, and your listeners are love to have them join, a Facebook special group that you have to sign. If you go into group, it's called Retirement Reset. And, and frankly, we didn't know if anybody would join that group. And we started it about two months ago. Stan, we've got over 3,000 people and 20 people a day that are joining that group. And so many of them tell us that we're looking for meaning. We're looking for, we are lonely. We're looking for relationship. And so as the work of the Retirement Reformation continues to expand, to be able to provide pathways for people to begin that, either to understand what their journey looks like or to take that first step into the next stage of their journey in one of those three stages of retirement. 
So, Bruce, as, as you think about our culture and uh, so many of us, I mean, it's just ingrained in us that we need to think about and be, quote unquote, prepared for retirement. If you had to pick, and we talked a little bit earlier about the multifaceted perspective that you have, which is awesome about all the other ways that we need to be prepared other than just financially. Out of that, what would, would you say would be the maybe the top or one of the top outside of finances ways that people often are not prepared and get kind of smashed? act in the face, so to speak, when that retirement age comes. Yeah, a couple of perspectives there. First of all is that that there will be a period of transition from when you've left your career and you're moving into this age of retirement. And there's a word for that. And and hopefully this will be a good word for your audience. I only learned about the word and the concept and the in the way that it describes the concept oh maybe six months ago. The word is liminal, L-I-M-I-N-A-L. And so as we move into that liminal period, and a liminal period is when it's clear what we've left behind, but we're in transition and not clear about what's ahead. If we are expecting that, and there is that liminal period, that transition between career and retirement, and then there's three other life stages where there is that same kind of of transition, although with different elements to it. If we are aware that that is coming, we can be prepared for it. And then it can be a joyous time of growth and opportunity. If in fact it smacks us on the head, if it is a surprise to us, then in fact it's it's like, you know, being a linebacker and getting blindsided by, by a blocker that you never saw coming. And that's when you get hurt. And so what happens during that liminal period when you're not prepared for it, there's often depression, there's anxiety, there's dumb decisions. Because when we make decisions that we are only reactive to instead of proactive with, that's never a good thing. And so and so the, the single biggest thing that I would, I, I would share with the audience is that to really understand and be prepared for the liminal period that are coming, and then for the periods when the liminal period over, and you are now into clearly what God is calling you to do at that point in time. Bruce, I have walked through the whole empty nester thing, right? So that's another liminal period, I'm sure, right? So when kids leave the home, and and uh, we know it, we all know it's coming. So often we don't mentally, emotionally, practically, spiritually prepare ourselves for it, and then we struggle through that season. And uh, I'm hearing the same things true of retirement. The central underlying basic issue is, interestingly enough, is loneliness. The the natural forces force us to look inward. And when we look inward without word, we're not going to find much of meaning and we're going to find lots of pain. And that loneliness is the driver that is now creating four gray issues that are important for your audience to at least be aware of are gray divorce, gray bankruptcy, gray addiction, and gray suicide. I have a friend of mine, his grandparents are 81 and 83, and they're getting a divorce next week. Wow. So in all these areas, we have adopted the view of the world, applied it to our situation, and it doesn't line up with the way I read my Bible. Isn't it interesting that if loneliness is the biggest issue, of all the organizations in the world where loneliness should not be a problem, it's the church. First of all, we have a friend in Jesus, so there's a constant that ought to be there. So that suggests that maybe there's a disconnect there somewhere. And then secondly, that, you know, we should be aware of what is happening. Matter of fact, the last 17 pastors that I've asked, how many 
uh, single moms do you have in your church? Not one of them knew. There's some real issues here that we need to grapple with and then be directed by the power of the Holy Spirit and the fruit of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Matter of fact, I've got a book that will be coming out at the end of the summer on in, engaging with the fruits of the Spirit. And the reason I wrote the book is because I've noticed that there's so many seniors who are old and grumpy. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the greatest living values that we have here in, in building the kingdom and experiencing God's kingdom we're shying away from them and adopting the, the ways of the world rather than the ways that will bring us more meaning and purpose. You know, I've learned even as a younger person that uh, if you sit around and wait for people to come to you, you you're going to tend to be pretty lonely. But if you if you reach out and you give your life away, you've got uh, lots of relationships that open up uh, because all kinds of needs and opportunity to minister and to invest in other people. So yeah, just retirement by its nature kind of sends you on a pretty lonely path when you've, you're saying, I'm disconnecting and I'm no longer investing in other people and have my life make a difference. Well, and we know that we find meaning and purpose in following, you know, Jesus' command of love your neighbor. And so if you are not involved with your neighbor, uh, then in fact, you are just involved with yourself. And and that's not going to end up good. Hmm. And so when we turn outward, and God has uniquely prepared every single one of us, not just to generally love our neighbors, but he uniquely prepared us with capacity and capability. You know, Bruce, uh, obviously, we live in a very youth-oriented culture. And, you know, there's lots of people and lots of even even industries that are trying to help you stay young, you you know, which is not possible. But anyway, you write about the longevity premium and the benefits of aging, right? So yeah, I'd love to hear those. The two primary offsets that God has shown me for the downhill physically and mentally are one, you can grow spiritually. You can grow closer to Him. You've got time. uh, You've got opportunity to be able to do that. And and boy, that brings you into a relationship that combats loneliness. Secondly, is that you can grow in in emotional maturity. And when I say emotional maturity, most all of us have... uh, a family or a personal situation that isn't relationally where it ought to be. And perhaps we struggled with it, it could be with a brother, a sister, a parents, a kids, a neighbor, whatever. We all have those issues that, that has been frustrating because we haven't known how to step into them and to, to be able to make a difference. When we grow emotionally as well as spiritually, doors open for us to be able to do that. And so t- I've seen that just happen time after time after time. That is one of the, the great benefits, one of the premiums that are there. Clearly, we have time, we have uh, money, okay? and we have experience and the wisdom and the knowledge that comes from that. Now, it seems kind of crazy to me that what our churches are, are generally saying to our senior members, members of the church are two things, Stan. First thing they say is, don't stop giving. Yeah, they, they know where the money is. Hmm. But then the second, what really, really is discouraging, they say, and just don't be grumpy. Just stay aside. Don't cause a problem because we have important people that we need to minister to and buy in. And they don't mean it, you know, in a, in a, in a negative sense, but that's the way it comes out. And you're not it. And so what you're, what the church is essentially saying to the most valuable part of their, their community is you're useless. It is inherent in that and some other areas. That is the reason why the two groups that are leaving the church in the greatest numbers are number one millennials and number two seniors. So if we can reverse that, we can bless other culture because of the, of the work that seniors will do in, in impacting our culture and doing it as a follower of Christ. 
Christ and representing him to the world. Bruce, I want you to speak to those who are actually kind of a long way away from retirement yet. You know, they're still busy with work and raising kids, but uh, what's a good place for them to start about preparing for the type of retirement that we've talked about this morning? I think first of all is to realize that because of longevity, there may be five generations alive at the same time. So there's one of your listeners that don't have an interaction or a potential interaction or a problem with interaction or an encouragement because of interaction with people that are older. My advice to to the people that are younger is seek one of them out and say, listen, could we have coffee once a month and can we just talk? And I'd love to hear about your experiences, the ones where you've done wonderfully well and then the ones that really bombed for you and that I could learn from your experience. Would you be willing to have coffee with me uh, once a month? And we call that mentoring. And so that's the second stage of retirement. And so be able to take that step to make sure that you are interacting with someone who is older and in that fashion. Not that they're going to tell you what to do, but in fact, to be able to learn from their life experience and be able to maybe just somebody who can you can build some trust with and you can share some of your difficult experiences and get some insight from someone else. So that would be the number thing that I would urge them to do. Now, Bruce, let's talk to the uh, person who is actually really close to retirement, right? So they're right up to the uh, brink of retirement and they're listening today and they're like, I'm not prepared. Like I haven't really prepared myself. How would you encourage them? Well, I'd suggest a sequence of events. First of all, there's on our website, retirementreformation.org, there's the, the Retirement Reformation book that I've written and other books by other authors that are that I think will be challenging. So step into the process of beginning to understand what the issues of retirement are going to be. Second would be to uh, urge your church to sponsor a Oxygen for Life weekend event where we, we come and talk to the seniors in the church and in the community about these issues. And then that's followed up by, here's really the heart of the answer, is a, a, a 10-session workshop that we put together called recreating retirement, which helps someone walk all the way through how has God prepared them and for what, and to be able to answer the question of what's next, so that they have a clear, and then to do that in conjunction with your spouse, so that you're not on a journey all by yourself, because otherwise you will end up very lonely. Wow, Bruce, you have given us so much to think about. This has been really, really good. We definitely want to have you back. Thanks for joining us this morning. My pleasure. Always available to you. 